Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, Gorehounds? And welcome to That's right, the Gormore Podcast. I am your not so mean Fluff Master Supreme, Big Johnny D, bringing the shit show in as always. However, I do not bring the shit show in alone. For with me are my horror homies. Started off with that Dark Lord of Knowledge, that Chad Daddy, Mister Chad Chrisman. What's Stop up, Bob? <laughs> ah, stop that i'm sorry i'm beating my meat I, over here i'm gonna i'm gonna pause it no you know every time you do that i have to try to edit that shit out and it's a so. pain in the fucking cock stop that <laughs> <laughs> sorry so speaking of we have that beloved meat mountain that killing machine mr bobby amone hot <laughs> <laughs> very pete venkman there of you that's what i was going for <laughs> And coming back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, as that's the game we play, is Lord Scuba Cabra, the host with the ghost, the Duke of the Dead, Mr. Steve Vasquez. Hello. Uh, today is February 27th, 2023, and well, we have a mind-numbing episode today, but first, we're going to do what we always do and talk about what the fuck we did in the last weekend. So, Mr. Vasquez, if you could please. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your Slice of Life! Damn, I felt that one just, all the way up there. there. Oof. 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 Right? Hell yeah, that was good. Bob, how the hell have you been, sir? What'd you do last weekend, buddy? I've been good. Chilling. I go back to work in a week. So, I'm, I'm actually excited to go back to work to earn more money and to get back to a little bit of a normal routine. Um, so this weekend, uh, Friday, me and my girlfriend just went out to dinner, had ourselves a nice little, little night. Saturday, we did a polar plunge. And, uh, uh, Ooh, really? Um, nice. If everybody knows, it's literally, it was for um, the New Jersey Special Olympics. So it's literally what it is. It's you're plunging into the cold ocean and that you're, you're raising money for it. I think we all ended up raising about 2.5 million, about with wow. about seven wow. holy 000, shit, with about 7,500 people there. So it was, dude. And first of all, I didn't know how big of an event this was. Um, people are literally tailgating, like, like it's <laughs> it's literally like a drinking event because you drink before you go in the water because your body gets warm from all the alcohol and shit, and it it, it doesn't affect you. But as we're walking up, I'm like, fuck, are people tailgating over here like they're ready for a football game like well what the f i didn't know this was a big deal like i hadn't i'm, I'm like huh, okay I so we did like that that's uh, just like a northeast thing man if there's a reason to get together that's just the reason to drink and people are just gonna yeah you know pretty much I, yeah all i'm gonna say is this i participated so i don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah. so but no it was a good it was a good time and then we like napped for like five hours had chinese food and went back to bed <laughs> like that was that was the day nice and then Sunday was, uh, we went for breakfast, and then I hung out with my one friend for a little bit. I took my mom 
them out to dinner and three Dr. Peppers later. And uh, if anybody, nobody gets that reference, you don't, you're not culture. <laughs> I don't get it. Forrest Gump took mom out for real fans to dinner and three Dr. Peppers. Yeah, never. I, do you, I do, do I need Forrest to, do I need to read, time, do I need to retell my story of why I fucking hate Forrest Gump? I, I remember, you know, remember I don't remember. Where me, where me and my buddy went to go see Halloween 6 and fucking Forrest Gump was playing instead. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> we were so pissed Sack off. lunch, but I don't want to see sack lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Two for the English placement, please. That's right. Uh, and then that was it. I watched this movie and that's it. Here we are. Lord Scoop. Well, last Wednesday was my birthday, so I went out for a very quiet dinner. I was supposed to work at the bar that night, and I said, fuck that. I'm not going to waste my perfectly good birthday night working at the bar. So I called in, took the night off. Uh, Mel and I went to go eat at a Mexican restaurant that I absolutely love. And then we came home, and I played Hogwarts. Yeah! Yeah, so it was a great fucking birthday. Then um, Friday... I only worked one hour at the day job because I only had seven hours of PTO left. So I had to go in for one fucking hour. So I went in, uh, got out, got everything ready for the investigation. Um, we headed out. But right before we were about to leave, I was walking up my little steps that I have right here that go to my door over here. And I rolled the fuck out of my ankle. Ooh. Like I felt a crunchy crunch. And it's the ankle that I've never I've never twisted my left ankle before. It's always my right one. My right ankle is weak. I twist that son of a bitch all the time to the point where I just fucking walk it off now because, you know, whatever. But I've never twisted my left ankle and I twisted my left ankle. And I tell you, man, the amount of pain I was in, I could feel my ankle swelling up. And I'm like, this is great. I have to walk around this fucking mission from the 1700s and I'm going to be in so much goddamn pain. I just got over my back being hurt now it's my ankle so luckily i made it through the investigation it was pretty cool we got a lot of cool solid evidence then saturday night hung out at the bar as usual and sunday what did i do sunday i didn't do anything sunday i talked to my grandma's movie i know okay yes i did but i can't talk about how i watched this movie but i had to rewatch it with your eyes because i couldn't pay attention that's all i'm gonna say i'm gonna leave it at that i could not pay attention to this movie and focus so but yeah um and then on on the sad sad part um my uncle did pass away this this uh friday thursday or friday he passed away he had been battling cancer and so um just want to send my condolences out to my cousins. It, I doubt they watch the show, but you know, just giving them my condolences. So we're sorry that was for it. We're sorry you for your loss. Yeah, he's the only uncle I had on my dad's side. Um, he was uncle by marriage, but when man, this man was probably one of the most strongest men that I've ever had influence me in my life. Um, he was a great role model, so he will be missed. So, but that's it. What about you, Chad Daddy? Ah, oh, there's not much new going on here. Last week, I, I decided, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch all the Beverly Hills Cop movies again. Cause it's been Fuck a long... Yeah. Like, I love one and two, but it's been years since I watched three. And it's still not as good as the first two. But it's not as bad as I remembered, as I thought. So, nice. Is there any trilogy, like, where the third one, can you say, like, lives up? Lord of the Rings. Never watched them. 
Well, yeah, same. I've watched half of the first one, and that's about it. But that's all based off of like one book, so it's kind of hard to call that a trilogy, per se. I mean, oh no, it's not. No, no, there were three books. Never mind. I'm just I was thinking, thinking like, I was, Terminator I was just thinking three, that big fucking collector. Uh, oh, three, like, yeah. I, uh, I think of one that can a uh, uh, jackass three. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I, think that counts. I haven't watched um, forever, so I don't know. And three was still like, I don't know, man. I didn't need to see 3D Wiener on drone, but you know, <laughs> I should have known it was going to happen. Fuck. So yeah, I watched that. Uh, what else did we do? Um, Where did Scoop go? I don't know. Oh, so, and Saturday, Ooh. I had to stay home because Harper was sick. Like she was like throwing Friday morning. The wife, we all get up, you know, getting the kids ready for school. And just as they're about ready to leave, I hear Harper getting out of bed. And then I'm like, oh, Harper's up. And then my wife just stops. She's like, she just threw up. I go up and clean up all this massive puke. <laughs> oh, you know what? Brody <laughs> it's all over the floor. Yeah. But, oh, God. Right. Amityville 3. No. Brody pulled the Doe Dream Warriors, I would say, yeah. actually. But I that's can... not really, a, that's not a trilogy. No. But the third movie is very superior. What? True. A lot of ways. I, I, I mean, even Terminator is not a trilogy anymore, but at one point it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ah. Anyways, sorry. Battles, so, yeah, I had a sick kid all weekend, so I didn't get to really do much. Um, yeah. Sorry about that, buddy. That's all right. She's fine now. That's I, mean, good. I don't think she's still got quite her appetite back because she's barely been eating. Like, she'll eat, like, maybe half as much as she was before. So she's still she's still in the men, but she's doing all right. Yeah. And I did... Uh, this weekend, Groove.com, which is uh, Universal's online store, had a sale on their comedies, Ooh, on the, oh, yeah. the phys- physical and digital. So I went on and I ordered uh, Blu-ray copies of The Great Outdoors Whoa. and a, okay. and a two-pack of Uncle Buck and Fletch. Nice. And they were six bucks a piece, so twelve bucks, and I'm getting three classic comedies from the eighties. Uh, which one? Okay, so for candy movies, Uncle Buck or Great Outdoors, which one do you? Which one is the more my go-to? Yeah, uh, out of those, those two, two, I love the Great Outdoors. It's been a long time since I've seen Uncle Buck, so that's it's gonna oh, be. I feel like Uncle Buck. It's Uncle. It's always Great Outdoors know. for me too, just because Uncle Buck. I love Uncle Buck, but Uncle Buck always gets a little bit more like at the heartstrings than I always remember when it. Yeah. Comes. Oh yeah, I always forget about this. But, it's but, still, but so does planes, trains, and automobiles, and that's probably my favorite candy movie. Yeah, that's fair. Ooh, that's a tough one. Great outdoors. Oof. Of those two, I gotta I go. Know. Great outdoors, though, easily. Yeah, if Great I'm gonna go, to me, it's more the slapstick. So I feel like that's more my. Yeah, if, if I'm gonna go for straight laughs, I want Great Outdoors because the bear story ending alone and makes me laugh. And the Great Outdoors just has so many great quotes from it. So. Oh God, yes. I mean, Uncle Buck does too, but. Yeah, but spin cycle, come on. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Ant? Um, go, go sit on a spin cycle. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> I'll blow it out your ass. Oh, God, I can't wait. But that's watch. awesome. Those are nice pickups. Dude, yeah, those, sure. those are definitely nice pickups. Uh, aside from that, you know, not much else is new. I just, uh, I finished Just Cause 4, and until I can either find uh, a physical copy of Hogwarts Legacy or I get uh, Ragnarok, I'm just... Back to playing uh, the PS4 upgrade of uh, Destroy All Humans. Nice. Mm, there you that's go. So, yeah, that's about uh, all I've been up to. Uh, what about you, Big Johnny D? 
I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, we went to a indoor water park this weekend with the family and extended family. Um, it wasn't as good as the first one we went to. This one, but it obviously this one was like closer because it was just a day trip. Um, good and bad things, dude. Bad right off the bat. It's midwinter, and obviously, so this one is on a weekend. This one's part of a ski lodge, so it's up on the top of a mountain too, right? So it's like okay, whatever. Um, it was cold as fuck, and you just have all that extra baggage now to bring it to a water park on top of. Their lockers weren't working that day. And it's like, oh, lovely. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, dude. So everybody's got heavy ass coats and boot and just things wet. I'm like, ah. But my sister in law came in clutch, dude, and just straight up was like, yo, can we keep shit behind the, like, can we keep like it in a bag or something behind the counter? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. So we were the only people that did that, which was cool. But then we didn't have to bring all our shit in there, which was really? awesome. Nice. <laughs> um, my fat ass couldn't do two of the slides, which made me very sad because. It's just these twisty slides that I've done at every other one. But I get up to these ones, dude, and it says straight up weight limit, 130 pounds. And I was like, holy fuck, dude, what? Well, those are like, kids and little skinny fuckers. Uh, and even, see, I was going to say, even some kids, I feel like, are out of that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, the cool part was, um, so I had, like, you know, the indoor wave pool and everything. But I had this pool that was a heated pool. It was also next to the giant hot tub, but there was like flaps, dude, and it would it went outside. So that was the first pool I dipped in. Everybody was like, I want to go to the wave pool. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go check out this one, even though it's still all a pool with a giant bunch of people. So it's just people soup, which is still gross. <laughs> um, but at least I went into this one, dude, and it was cool because, like I said, it's like fucking 14 degrees out and it's snowing. And here I am in like Ninety-two degree water, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> so while Bob is freezing his nuts off, I was actually like, the only thing I was freezing was my head, and I was like, hell yeah, dude! Every once in a while, I just dip my shoulders underwater, and everybody. So like the wives, and everything, they went into the hot tub, and they were just like, oh, come in. And I was like, no, this is people's soup. That's just even worse. Like that's just <laughs> there's nowhere to sit, and I don't want to sit across from like randos and shit because they're gonna want to like talk or just. No, no. It's like that episode of South Park. Well, no, no. I'm not jerking oh. in the hot tub in front of somebody. Oh no, else. no. I mean, <laughs> the, episode. the episode. Oh, I thought you were all right. Way different episode we were talking about. I was like, oh. I, um, I, I, I forgot about yes. that. Episode, you brought that up, John. That's great. <laughs> well, he said I was thinking hot tub more, but yes, no. The whole pee thing, dude, because it was for sure. Like, as soon as we got home, everybody took their showers. I was like, nope. Just scrub it down. I feel like that's a like I never exfoliate, but I feel like that's a time I've almost kind of wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> they put all they put all those chemicals in there to kill that. I I don't <sighs> care, dude. Yeah. Like yeah, South Park no. said, man, they, sometimes the P overtakes the rest of the, the H. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you gotta go home and take like a fucking Clorox shower. It's like yeah, dude. Five. Like never never dip your mouth. Like I'm watching the kids like go underwater and everything. I'm like, ah. <laughs> no, it's so great. You know what it is, dude? Like I've grown, like I got my own pool, and growing up, I've had a giant pond. So I'm used. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like I'm totally jaded because I'm used to giant open swimming areas to myself. And you think that pond is clean? Cleaner. It's a lot no. cleaner. 
Homie, getting all the bacteria and everything in a pond. Ugh. No, man, it's a, it's no, it's a self, it's a self, it's not like it doesn't have like algae and shit on top, dude. It's a good, it's a fucking like twenty foot deep pond, man. It's a self circulating, like it keeps. Yeah, there's plants in there, but the plants actually like keep it clean and shit. But, anyways, I gotta like, I'm used to a mini lake, not to like people like in my bubble. <laughs> And it's just, oh, I don't know, man. I just can't do it. But we did do it. And then, we, then we went to a fucking Perkins, which I haven't been to in 30 fucking years, which I don't, which I don't, maybe it's not like, wow, for you guys, but we don't really have them too much around our areas. So this Denny's took over and now we don't even have fucking Denny's. <laughs> I think we still have like two Perkins going. Really? Yeah. We've got a couple around us, yeah. I had explained to my daughter. She's like, what's Perkins? I'm like, it's Denny's. And she's like, wait, what do you mean it's Denny's? I'm like, it's just fancy Denny's. Fancy. <laughs> she's like, how is it fancy Denny's? I'm like, it's really not. I'm I've like, never even heard of that. It really is, dude. It's just fancy. It's like fancy Denny's. Might be like a Northeast kind of thing. Uh, I think Yeah, I don't it think is, yeah. But So quick shout out to my boy Lone Wolf in the chat. I haven't seen yes. him in a while, so I got excited so, when he jumped in. So besides that, also been busting my ass doing my Hufflepuff thing. Yeah, yeah buddy. And, uh, yo, man, I'm just going to say, like, Hufflepuff, like, I love all these arguments online now that I see, like, all these houses. They're like, yo, this is how this house would party. This is how this house. I'm like, yo, dude, fuck y'all, man. Hufflepuff is, like, definitely, like, the normal party, like, booze and weed. Because their house is right That's the stoner party. Well, not only, dude, their house is in a keg. And it's right next to the kitchen. Come yep. on, man. Like, that's literally... <laughs> like, you ain't even... Gonna fuck. I say Slytherin would probably be a Coke party. I say Ravenclaw would be Coke, dude. Yeah, I feel study, like Ravenclaw so they would they gotta, be more. They gotta stay up and learn shit. So they're gonna yeah. be like Coke and Adderall, bro. <laughs> Slytherin's gonna be like big boy. Slytherin might Slytherin's also a cocaine, be... bro. Slytherin's straight yeah. up like 80s coke party. That's that's the way Slytherin's partying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. With their hair dudes. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So what's Gryffindor? Gryffindor's Gryffindor. just a classic Gryffindor. frat boy kager. You that, so? I, was gonna, I would think, they're because they're like the teacher's pets, Gryffindor. Yeah, I was going to call them the, the They hoppers. would be the ones staying up studying and fucking... No, no that's Ravenclaw, dude. They're the nerds. Yeah. Ravenclaw be more nerds. The, Gryffindor's the jocks, dude. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like I said, frat boy kegger. Yeah. Right. Well, like I said, Hufflepuff lives in a keg, though. Yeah, they're we, still obviously. We do. But then, obviously, you go in their dormitory, and it's literally just all green hanging everywhere. You're like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name. So Hufflepuff would be like the surfer boy frat. Not frat. Surfer boy stoners. Yeah. I love the memes, dude. They're coming out where you're just like, you see the dorms, and it's just like always shows a dude eating Doritos, just listen to like fucking Bob Marley and the Hufflepuff. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what it would yeah, be. Yeah. That's somebody explained it. They were like, this is how every class is, this is how every class like treats going to Hogwarts, and Hufflepuff just treats it like a vacation. I'm like, I would totally do that, dude. <laughs> like, nah, man, we're not here to learn. We're here have to you, have, have you been I got, to Azkaban yet? What's up? Have you been to Azkaban yet in the game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're the only house that can do it. The other oh, houses, really? I didn't know that. The other houses can't. I know go the to stories progress differently and stuff. Yep. But let's okay. not. I, I don't would... want to say too much about that stuff. Did you ever see the movie PCU? Yes. No. Okay, so their frat would be Hufflepuff, and the Deltas from Animal House 
would be oh no wait no I don't think the Deltas would be Gryffindor. Well, they took it a lot. Would Gryffindor be Revenge of the Nerds or would Lambda, Gryffindor Lambda, Lambda? Revenge of the Nerds. I think I feel like Gryffindor would be like. Uh, oh shit! What's the what's the main? Who are the asshole no jock? Who are oh, the um, jock ones in Animal um, House. Oh my god, dude! We're going way too far on this. I don't oh, know. This would, yeah, this this is a whole other discussion. We get we need yeah. to get back on track. But anyways, yes, played a bunch of that shit, dude. It's good times. Um, and then I watched this movie for the first fucking time because that's why I wanted it on the list so we can discuss it. Which I uh, Anthony Anthony's right. Oops. Ravenclaw would be the Delta Delta Delta, or uh, Lambda Lambda Lambda. Yeah. Okay. I, guess I can see that. I'm just <sighs> Hufflepuff would be the group and accepted. Oh yes. yeah. Yes. We start our that own would college. Be, that would That'd be, be the group and accepted. Okay, like, yeah, we'd man. be making some crazy, like, food bombs and some mm-hmm. doing some, like, X game shit, dude, for, like, <laughs> making fucking big old dick oh statues. God. I haven't seen that in a minute. And then, I love that um, movie so much. And then the dick boyfriend in Van Wilder, his frat, that's oh. Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the other name of the house. You've had this before. The Omega Theta um, Pi House. That's what they would be from. Animal there you house. go. All right. But enough of that bullshit. We're here to talk <laughs> fucking scanners. Mike yeah. Warren's 1981. David Cronenberg. Heads blowing up. Some weird fucking shit. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Heather, you don't need to to play the game. The game is awesome. It's Red Dead on broomsticks, dude. That's yep. all you need to know. Yeah, it takes place um, like 100 years before Harry Potter anyway. I think it's like only 60. Maybe is it? I don't know. I think it's like 100. I thought it was 100. I thought it was... I'll get, I'll, I'll get it eventually. All I know is, dude... I'm just going to say it right now. Professor Garlic. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, when you play, you'll know. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> Steve knows. Um, all right, so this was my pick. I guess I'll just take the plot rundown if you guys don't mind. We'll continue sure. get off this slice of life. I think we've been on Harry Potter enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we are docking Scanners, which came out January 14th, 1981. Excuse me. <clears throat> After a man with extraordinary and frighteningly destructive telepathic abilities is nabbed by agents from a mysterious rogue corporation. He discovers he is far from the only possessor of such strange powers. And some of the other scanners have their minds set on world domination, while others are trying to stop him. Directed by David Cronenberg, Videodrome and The Fly. Written by David Cronenberg, The Brood and Dead Ringers. Produced by Claude Herricks. Did I say that right? I hope so. Visiting Hours and Videodrome. Bobby, take it away. Starring Jennifer O'Neill. Summer of 42, and Cloud Dancer as Kim Obrist. Stephen Lack, Dead Ringers. Perfect Strangers as Cameron Val. Patrick McGuhan, The Prisoner. Braveheart as Dr. Paul Ruth. Lawrence Dane, happy birthday to me. Bride of Chucky as Brandon Keller. Michael Ironside, Total Recall. Starship Troopers as Daryl Ravick. Robert Silverman, Prom Knight, Jason X as Benjamin Pierce. Mavor, Mavor Moore. Prom night too. That's right. 
Yep. I, I knew Jason. A- Jason X was the right like that was the first <laughs> yeah, one. As soon as she started of. talking, I was like, "That's the dude from Jason X." Yeah, I was just like, I wanted him to be on the bed and be like, "What do you want?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 if I'm saying this right, Mavor, Mavor, Mavormore, Mavormore, Mandy Moore. Close enough. City on Fire, Heavy Metal as Curtis Javelian, and Anthony Sherwood, Terror Train, and Airwolf as Aiden. Chad? Very nice, Bobby. I'm proud of you. You you did this well, spectacularly. Well, none of, these na- none of these names are a little fucked up this week, so... None of them are Italian names. You're, yeah, you're exactly. Italian and you fuck up Italian names. It's great. Listen, listen. People also say ricotta and we say regatta. We it is ricotta. It, right? It's ricotta. No, it's ricotta. God damn it. Ricotta. Just a quick question for you, homies. When Bobby said heavy metal, did the song instantly start playing in yes. your head? Because every yeah. time I hear it, I'm like, won't it heavy metal? You know, what's, yep. what's funny is I didn't realize until I wrote down that he was that he did the voice in heavy metal is that fucking Michael Ironside also did a voice in heavy metal 2000. He was the main character, the main villain. Oh, no shit. I've never what? seen 2000, dude. It's... Hmm. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Oh, I, I just remember seeing that one, first one when I was a little kid, dude. And I was just like, I don't know if I should. Watch. I need to. I need to rewatch. <laughs> it. Yeah, that is not. That was not kid appropriate at all. Fuck no, man! I saw animated titties when I was like six. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what I is going on? That. I haven't oh, seen that in a while. It's like watching X Men in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of X Men, we'll have to bring that into the discussion on this movie here in a little bit. So let's finish up. Uh, music by Howard Shore did all the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies and The Fly. Cinematography by Mike Irwin, The Blob, and Scream. Edited by Ronald Sanders, The Fly, and A History of Violence. Is that Blob uh, 88 or is that... It is. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, I watched that again this weekend. Yeah. I was looking for a great alien invasion movie and nothing I was looking up was really just standing out to me. Like, there's not a really great alien invasion movie. So you know what? I also didn't mention any of the new, the one new horror movie I happened to watch, and it was the one that fucking Bob kept bringing up. I finally watched Hell's Kitchen the movie. <laughs> oh, God, oh, the man! I gotta watch that. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I feel like I need to rewatch it though because like it was definitely not what I was expecting, and it was yeah, it was more of a, it was way more of a dark comedy, really. Like, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen movie. Effects makeup by Gary Zeller, who did Visiting Hours, and the good Amityville, Amityville 2, The Possession. Question good. Well, it's the good one out of the three. Fair. I mean, it was more lively than the first. Yeah. And it wasn't as ridiculous. The story was cool, but aside from, you know, the incest, the incest yeah. and, and dirty Polly beating up his family. Bobby. Send me a picture. I got to see this. Uh, distributed new by New World Mutual. You want to cosplay one? Because girls are doing that too. Uh, run a time of 103 little people, rated R. Uh, budget was about 4.1 million and grossed about 14.2 million. So it was eh, successful. And I will say, yeah, right. this is in my notes. This until the fly came out. This was Cronenberg's most successful movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. So interesting. And thank you for all that, gentlemen. So this is my first time seeing it. Like I said, I wanted it on the list. I'm assuming it's not your gentleman's first time, obviously. Actually, it is for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I popped another cherry. Fuck yeah. yeah. I saw it when I was a kid. Okay. And Bob, you said you've seen it here and there? Well, no, see, it's like I've always seen this movie at like the halfway point to the end or the beginning to like the 
the middle. I've never saw it fully. Mm. So okay. like, I guess I could say this is the first watch, but I okay. knew what the movie was. Word, like word, I, word. Cause I also know this was at the time, uh, Carper just came out with the fog and they talk about in a documentary, like this just came out and they're just like, uh, yeah, we were so like far behind. Cause Cronenberg was just like in your face with this movie. And that was so tame. So I know this was compared to a lot in like 1980, 81 when it came out. Okay, so I got a question because, like I said, this is my first time viewing, and I apologize if I like upset anybody with this. Did it seem a little slow-paced, like second, like mid-act kind of? It did, and kind of lost me a little bit. My biggest complaint is that you really didn't know the names of ninety percent of the people that were in. No, not at all. No, you didn't. No. Yeah. I sometimes even forgot. I have I have the death list written down of who all died, and most of it is blank because I don't know their fucking names. You sometimes even forget that Cameron has a name. Sometimes, like I sometimes, I'm like, "What's his name again?" And they say it. I'm like, "How many times did they say his name?" What's his last name? Vance, right? Vale. Vale. All right. So they yeah they they all they alternate in between the two throughout the movie, but obviously, like when we get to the end scene, you. Uh, Ironside really like hammers on his name, so I'm like, oh yeah, okay, he's Cameron. I know yeah, he's yeah. Cameron now. <laughs> but yeah, this but, was this was my first time watching it, and I really wish they didn't spoil one of the best scenes. Even yeah, in the, like what the? Because f- could you oh, imagine? Okay, because and I understand they did that to draw people in, but if they didn't show that in the trailer, could you imagine people sitting in a darkened theater in 1981, not knowing what to expect, and then somebody's fucking head explodes? That, not only that. I feel like I would have personally edited it to where, like, you have it, but then, like, you snap out of that, and then you go almost to the final act where Michael Ironside is just going, like, crazy white eyes, maybe. Uh, Or maybe not even, maybe not even to the white eye part, but, like, right prior to that, where you see, like, the shit really starting to, just a little bit of body effect, you know what I mean? Just different. I don't know. I agree, though. They shouldn't have spoiled that. Yeah, because no, maybe that was maybe this was the Red Band trailer. It didn't tell me that when I downloaded it. You know, but that's such an iconic scene. Like, even if you've never seen Scanners, yeah, you know that you know, scene from exactly. Scanners. You know, and, and the cover. Yeah, and like the, the, oh, dude, the yeah. cover. Yeah. So the like I said, like I said last week's show when we were ending it, the first time I ever watched this movie was with my dad. And a lot of the stories I tell when I say, oh, I've seen this movie, they, they come from my dad because my dad loved horror. So that's Same. where my love of horror comes from. I re- and like I said, I remember we rented a VCR from Hollywood Video because we didn't have a VCR. We rented the VCR and we rented scanners. And I just remember looking at the cover and I was like, holy shit, this is going to be fucking sick. And I, I don't know why I, I remember it being a lot more scarier, but I was like maybe six or seven when I watched it. So at that age, I was just like fucking terrified. And then the heads exploding. Like I was like, what the fuck are we watching? But watching it now, it's like, huh? Were these mutants? Did their X gene get activated? No, they weren't. That's what I wanted to say. I couldn't have been the only one thinking that as soon as they started talking about another scanner, gathering his own group of scanners. And they were had this whole underground thing. Right. Charles Xavier. Yep. It's the X-Men, now, Daddy. Now, here's my question. Was Egon trying to make himself a scanner? No. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No? I mean, Egon's I mean, just he, a type to experiment on himself. 
he yeah, said he, he 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 said drilling in the hole in the side would have worked. Well, see, that's, right, that's right, funny. Right, but, well, before you say that, remember before that he was uh, Daryl Rabbit had the ephemeral in him. Did he gone? I don't know. <laughs> but no, like as far as that, like it's funny because like I was watching it and it showed the scene where the right after the head explosion, it shows Michael Ironside. They have him captured and he's laying on the floor of the uh, the car. And I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, he always had that mark in his head. Mm-hmm. No, and then like, yeah, no, I meant my Ironside. But then it shows oh, yeah, yeah. Me how he drilled into his head. I'm like, oh, okay, that explains it. I get that. I and I like, lo- dude, I loved that scene. Of like the flashback of like him having that weird fucking bandage on. Yeah, that was like really I was odd. just like, man, I kind of wish like he had some weird mask. If this okay, if this was remade today, it would definitely have way more of a superhero fucking spin on this bullshit. Obviously. There was supposed to be a remake, and it just like disappeared. I there was even there was even talk just a few months ago of remaking this into a series for HBO Max, but I don't even. I'm but totally with, with Discovery buying it out, I don't even know if that's going to happen. I feel yeah. like a, pe- a lot of people could be upset with this, but personally, I think a remake done right could be really well. And I only say that because now we can get some nice effects that would add to more of the psychic battling. Mm-hmm. So we're not just getting South Park. Well, I agree with that because I know, like what Steve was said with the poster for this movie, when I saw it in the, the movie place too, I was like, fucking shit looks scary as hell what the fuck is wrong with their skin if everybody could have that effect it would really at some point yeah at some point it would i think it would make it a little more scarier too i just i mean was this intended to be a horror movie i think i I don't know i feel like this was very questionably on the veil it's a cronenberg movie that's all okay that's and i i and i think that's why it It, it's under the veil yeah, it it's sense. considered a horror movie Just because he's, it's, it's a Cronenberg it's, film. It's horror adjacent because yeah. Okay, but I, think I mean, but if you look at, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it wasn't Cronenberg, would we consider it a horror film? And like I said, well, I would think. So well, I also well, we get. Oh, so go ahead. No, I I think it would still depend because now this is his vision of this movie scanners. Would we get from someone else? Would it even be called that? That's the thing is, if you change it, I don't even think you would have gotten anything close to a horror movie. Word. It's also science fiction, too. It really plays with a lot it's of... It's very things. heavily sci-fi, yeah. And, yeah. you know, the scary thing is, you know, that talks about, you know, them experimenting on pregnant women and stuff like that. You know, this this shit actually happened. Oh, Project uh, MK? I mean, that's what it would that be, it? wouldn't it? I thought it was Project MK. That was the one where they were trying to experiment with telekinesis and shit. Well, there's all sorts of shit. But yeah, this I mean, is, yeah, there's. It, it's not like it's new ground. It's 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 actually been done. It's not pure fiction. Um. So Brody says we got two sequels of this as well as two spinoff films. So with that, I will say, if you want to know more about the spinoff films, and I mean, obviously we're gonna have Brody's take, but you want a little bit more, maybe in depth Brody's take, uh, you can catch him on his other podcast for a little LCE. They go into scanners, and then I believe scanner the two sequel, the scanner cop. One and two. Skin a cup one and two, yeah. All right. So, hell yeah, they dive into it a little bit deeper than we are going to today. Yeah. But yeah, um, we, 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 we have a completely different audience. So, we, we play to our audience. We know what they want to hear and what they. Well, like I said, and I've never seen it, and apparently, and you never saw it. So, yeah. you know, it was, it's one I feel like 
Dude, I grew up seeing that cover so fucking much, and the fact that I've never seen this movie just kind of like it, it's baffled. Like I was telling my brother in law, he's just like, "How have you never seen it?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. There's so many other movies that like I could probably throw to you and say, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it just happened. Shit slips through the cracks." Um, I will say this movie though definitely brings awesome effects. Mm-hmm. The sound, the sound, the score was decent. I liked some of it. I didn't love all of it. See, I quite, I quite enjoyed the score. Yeah, there, yeah. there was a parts that just seemed a little wonky to me, and I, I feel like there was, it was like one of the car chase scenes, just like I could care about. But like, it wasn't like super like ridiculous, like banjos or anything like that. You know what I mean? It was just, I don't know. It was just like I wish it was a little bit more synth. I guess mm-hmm. maybe that's what I was hoping for. But I will say, man, the cl- copy I watched was clean as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys probably all watched. It was probably the Criterion. Copy, yeah right yeah yeah for yeah, sure because i watched it on max so yep but no the gore in this was awesome mm-hmm. like, it's crazy that we got almost i mean i don't know Dude. our main cameron can't when cameron gets fucked at the end that's some pretty nasty shit going Dude, on so. we got a we got an incredible eyeball scene like we've never seen eyeballs yeah yeah, yeah that, that was, was we've seen fun. like eyeballs gouged punctured yeah. this fucking flat out blew up but to kill our main dude off like that right at the end, I was just not. Ex- they, they did. He pulled though. an Xavier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He pulled an Xavier. I, yeah, he's. Yes, there's been controversy tending. So, I, I understand that. Yeah, he had his eyes, and the little thing was gone off his head. So, I still think it was Ironside fucking with her. I don't think. I so. think. He, I don't well, think so. No. no. Well, see, now, see, now, see. Oh, when Ironside said he was trying to absorb Cameron into himself. But see, they say there's two ways because he could absorb it, but maybe because like the way it's his brother's powers, like he can utilize. I, I mean, obviously, I feel like the way they did it, that's obviously left up for just you know, yeah, your interpretation. I mean, it's Cameron. Yeah, yeah, there's people that'll say it's Cameron in his body now, but it is Cameron. But then they'll say it's Daryl who took him over, but is playing Cameron, which, and that's like the only two where people are like, like, so which one is it? Part of me like. At first, wanted it to be like I was like, "Oh, he did survive," but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like I don't know, man. I kind of want it to be Ironside fucking with her, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I feel I know. like I, think, I, I think feel like it being Ironside fucking with her would lead to a better like. I don't think he would. I don't think his character would do that. He was more arrogant. He wouldn't. Yeah, he would have totally been like, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. definitely a James Bond villain type. I mean. He that's was true, arrogant, true. but he wasn't. I mean, I mean, it's not like he ever came out and said he was a scanner, even on the first guy. Like, obviously, like that was just total surprise. That was his own like ego boost of just like <laughs> check out what I could fucking do. <laughs> um, but I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, I'd I'd want that shit. I'd be like, yo, mom, take if if I can go back, I'd be like, yeah, take that shit. I'd be able. To- <laughs> Especially when snooty bitches at the mall. Not that you're really too much at the mall, anymore, but like, yeah, dude. Like, I just want to give you a fucking yeah, migraine dude, a little bit. Like, dude, this me. this was another movie that picked me off and made me nostalgic for malls again, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was solid 1970s mall coming okay. into the 80s, which was okay. Like, I didn't. I don't know. Like, I didn't see anything in my notes, so I don't know if it really means anything. But did you notice that? The color red popped up a lot in this. Movie. That whole mall was solid. The red. mall was yeah. red. All the carpets and most of the buildings were red. That whole conference room was red, basically. Mm-hmm. Like there was, I don't, I it it could just be a coincidence. It might not mean anything, but I just didn't there was know. that weird red floor where the 
Okay, so when all right, so we got um Cameron who the scene where he mind melds into the computer. That took me for a fucking loop because I wasn't expecting I was like, whoa, we're going that crazy with it? Like, okay. I like that scene because we got some really, really cool shots of like motherboards and shit. We did. Yeah, and it was did. awesome. Like it definitely like even though it was just pan swoops, like it told it like you 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 know, you knew how where like where and how that motherboard was breaking and fucking up and shit. But me personally, dude, I love the cuts back and forth from all the exploding shit from the gas station to that room. But when that main guy, I can't, I don't know his name, but the dude with the gun, when he blows up, the fucking floor blows up underneath him for yeah. no fucking reason. It just gets yeah. blasted in that ra- I laughed so fucking hard <laughs> in that scene, dude. Like I had to pause it because I was like, what the hell? I, I love it. Was, it was fantastic. One of my favorite parts is the end of that scene where he's literally holding the phone so hard, though, that it's just melting in his hands because it can't take the fact. Oh, that my thought was, dude, like I was like, dude, was that melting into his ear a little bit? Like, ew. <laughs> no, no, it didn't start melting until he like pulled it down. Like it was it was just like I was like, how much power do you have that that shit melts in your hand? You know what I mean? Like, that's, now, that's a lot. Not that the scientist himself would have personally had the cojones to do it. But I feel like if the other dudes didn't know how to operate that system, not that saying like that dude couldn't use them as like a waypoint, but who wouldn't have been like, all right, you can kill me, but then you're never going to get the fuck. You know, you're not going to yeah. be able to do that. Like, I feel like he had a little bit of a little bit of leverage there. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, he didn't even fucking try, dude. But I was like, maybe the other dudes know how to do it, too. I, I, want, like, <laughs> I think the, the guy was probably just like, you know what? You don't fucking pay me enough for this. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll just turn. I'll blow it up. I don't give a shit. Right. I love the dude with the fucking sunglasses, though, on the inside, just <laughs> showing him the back. Just like, <laughs> he's like, what were you expecting? Some explosion or something? <laughs> <laughs> like flying through the glass. And it's like, oh, he, even he wasn't expecting it. Dude, like usually movies like in the third act kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? I feel like this one was like really good in the first one. It brought me, and then like the second act kind of just was like, Ugh. it was a low. And then the third act was fantastic, dude. Yeah. The third act fucking brought up. The third act was back. balls to the wall. Man. It was, dude. I was like, all right, this is what I needed. <laughs> but no, solidly, like it was a solid shot movie. It was acting was fantastic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, dude? Ironside's great. It was awesome seeing Ironside with hair. Yeah, it was. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. How often is that? But even even with hair, even that, like, he still looked old. Yeah, he did. He did, yeah. Because he was supposed to be, what, in his 30s, wasn't he? Yeah. 35 I or felt something like he like looked that. like, I felt like he looked like 34, 35. Oh. I, I thought he looked, he's like the fucking principal in Back to the Future. Like, when Marty goes he, back in time, he's like, Jesus Christ, that guy you, ever have hair? Bro, you can't judge 35-year-old from a 1981 from a right? 35 year old like, to 2023. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's I'm just way saying, fucking that's, different, bro. That's like that meme that says, you know, Paul Rudd's the same age as Wilford Brimley when he made Cocoon. Yes, exactly. That's oh, exactly what I was hey, gonna say. You can't. I mean, come on, bro. Just, just well, look it at, just like, blows my mind. Look it's, at women well, he, in their 50s. He was dude. 30 <laughs> when he did this movie, so he did pull it. Like off. that was gold. Women in their 50s now is what Golden Girls was supposed to, or what? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like that, yeah. that doesn't even correlate in my head now. I was like, wait, that's what women in the 50s used to look like? In their 50s used to look like? What the fuck? Uh-huh. Like, the youngest 50-year-old in that show was Blanche, and she still looked old as fucking dirt. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> but remember, uh, she treats her body like a temple. But at the same time, 
You know what? Here's a weird one. John Goodman, starter Roseanne. He's 32. Yeah. I thought he was way older. 30 fucking two. I used to think he looked old and like old as shit. But now I think about it, like, no, no, no. He does look 32. Yeah. <laughs> With a bunch of kids who's just like, fuck. It's just so funny how your perspective is from back then versus now. Oh, yeah, completely. Absolutely. But, gentlemen, I mean, is there anything like big that you want to discuss in this movie while we're in this portion? Uh, anything else? I mean, we obviously talked about head explosions and amazing malls that make us all nostalgic. <laughs> I mean, other than basically this movie, along with a few others that we could talk about, literally having one of the most iconic scenes ever to, to, that if you didn't see it, you know the movie. That says a lot about a movie, especially 40 something years later. Yeah. I would have to say, like, in any like top 100 like horror scenes, I bet this is in the top 20. Easy. Oh, yeah, easily. Definitely. Yeah. Easy, yeah. yeah. I, I would put it probably at number at the top 20, 14. 13. I feel like, yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't. I don't know if it would make ten, like top ten, but it would, it but would be like top twenty. It would be like right at the tippy top, top of twenty. Word, word, word. So, what would you guys put at number one? Of okay. all time, I haven't seen that many. I haven't mm-hmm. seen them all. I haven't seen them all. I think. I mean, I, I personally want to go with the iconic scenes for horror. For me, it would have to be Jason jumping out of the lake at the end of the first Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know if I oh, just straight up scenes. Just straight up scenes, yeah. If I'd put it number oh. one, I would put I uh, oh God, what would I put number one? Fuck. Fuck. That's a really hard decision, dude. I have oh my goodness. I feel like it would be something classic to me, but I don't know. I'd almost have to say maybe psycho. I'd almost feel like I'd have Ooh. to give it to that. Oh well one, one that has to be in top ten easily is the Exorcist three. I would say maybe Exorcist. No, no, I mean like jump scare, like scare, like you were like, oh, what the fuck? We're talking jump scare. We're talking jump scare, just like iconic scene in, in general. Iconic scene, which usually they don't go too far into the sequels when they do those and stuff. Uh, but see, I, I not now that I'm thinking about it, I think more iconic scenes, even more than Jason, would be like the first time you see Dracula walking into his castle and Dracula. Right. And I am Dracula. Like, there's definitely some Dracula, old Frankenstein reveal, something like that. All right, so then if I had to say iconic and scary. When Jamie Lee Curtis in the original Halloween, you just see the fade on Michael's masks because you don't know he's there. I bet that would be like number five. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would, it had I, to be a top five. I mean, it's a candy shop, bro. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know how we feel about candy. Yes, right. Candy. I haven't got to say that name on here in a while, so I was <laughs> gonna mention. But uh, all right, you know what? We're gonna bring Brody in and see what he has to say about this fantastic film. Do it. <laughs> Well, howdy fucking duty there, folks. It's your DKB back for another episode of Goremore, and this week I'm here to talk to you about Mr. Cronenberg's Scanners. Uh, let me just start off by saying how much I really appreciate David Cronenberg as a director. Uh, he's actually my favourite director of all time, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be probably a little bit biased about his work, especially this film. Um, that's only because the man has range in my eyes. I mean, you only got to look through his filmography and what he's able to create in any genre of film is absolutely gold, as you can see unfold on screen. So, yeah, I love David Cronenberg and his work. I think he's just a visionary and he's way ahead of his time. He knows what he wants. What he's able to capture in realism and turn that on its head, he does this little twist with it in reality. Um, And it's absolutely fun to see. I mean, it's referenced everywhere in pop culture. Um, and what he's able to bring to the table with that body horror 
um, element to the subgenre of horror and just give it this beautifully haunting experience for the viewer to see and unfold. Uh, it's something new and fresh and it's absolutely different and it's just interesting. So the thing I really appreciate about this film the most is the fact that David Cronenberg's able to really conjure up a weird, interesting idea and really showcase it in terms of realism, you know, throughout the storytelling, the character development and the mythology of a fucking scanner. I think it's absolutely terrifying to think if this was a real life thing, um, you know, it all, it's, it's that fear and paranoia for us normal human beings to think that if one of them had power, what would they do? We wouldn't even know it. It's all about like you give one person, one bad egg all this power and if they abuse it, how far would they go? Like how far in general would they go to harm people, to get what they wanted and just not care about anything? And it's great to see a film like this really resonate with society because that's what creates the horror for this type of film. And I think it's really interesting to see Cronenberg's views on life and how he really resonates that with a higher power throughout his characters. So yeah, I, I really enjoy the premise of this film. So we get a few kills in this film. Some of them are okay. I mean, not really anything over the top other than the fucking opening scene in the final battle. I mean, if you have not seen this film, you definitely know where the fucking infamous head explosion from the opening scene comes from. I mean, everyone's seen it. Everyone knows where it comes from. You might not have seen the film, but it definitely makes you want to go and watch the fucking film after you see that. And the final battle between the two is absolutely fucking fantastic. The practical effects, the bladder effects, just the violence, the body horror, the melting. Oh, my God. It's what Cronenberg does best, and it's what he's known for. It's definitely a director's trademark. Um, also, like the point out of that final battle scene, the cinematography really captured some iconic shots for this film. I mean, throughout the rest of the film, the cinematography is very basic. You know, stock standard filmmaking, but some of the imagery in this final battle is absolutely flawless. Hence, why it ends up becoming the fucking main poster for this film. Mm -hmm. So, also, I forgot to mention, I just want to give a quick shout out to the sound design in that final battle scene. Uh, I love how they're able to play the main theme over these two guys just screaming at each other. It's like an unearthly scream. It's something different that we've never heard before. And it's great to see, you know, not only the body horror unfold, but to hear the skin melting, uh, the veins popping, the eyes exploding. Uh, it's just all great stuff. So, yeah, shout out to the fucking sound design in this film. And like I said, I love the main theme to this fucking film, to see that play over the battle. Fantastic stuff. So the acting in this was pretty decent. I feel at times the lead actor was a little bit hit and miss. Michael Ironside is fucking fantastic as always. I mean, that motherfucker comes in clutch every film. Like, it could be the worst fucking film in the world. You put Michael Ironside in it, he's just going to fucking... He's like Lance Henriksen, I find. You definitely put up. him in any type of film, yeah. and they're just going to fucking shine. And that's what Michael Ironside does in this. Even though this film's fucking great, you know, he just elevates it to that next level of being this fucking witty villain that not only at sometimes you like, but then at times you're like, fuck, I don't like you. There's something about you and the way you look, your presence. I mean, he just really knows how to capture and get invested into this villain role that he's really familiar for throughout his filmography. 
Uh, he definitely plays his hard-ass motherfucker. So, yeah, he's very familiar with that and he showcases very well throughout this entire film. Yeah, so overall, I mean, it's definitely a film. If you have not seen it, go out and fucking suss it. I definitely feel like it's worth an hour and a half of your time to suss. Um, it leads more directly to me. For me personally, it's more science fiction and thriller with these body horror elements about it. And the violence definitely helps elevate that horror aesthetic about it. So, Absolutely. yeah, it's it's definitely a mixture of subgenre. And this week, I'm going to have to give it a Gora Moore score of a 4.2. 4.2. So this is your DKB signing out. And I hope you motherfuckers have a good afternoon. Really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it. So cheers, gentlemen. Thank you, Brody. Brody. Solid, Brody. Thank you. A very fair score, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. All right. 4.2. Setting the bar. All right. Um, I'm glad he, like, I mean, he said a lot of the stuff that we kind of already, like, touched on. He added a little bit more, too. Um, Ironside, though, man, he does sell it. And I I got to. Oh, go ahead. I just want to say, you know, he just brought up, you know, about we're talking about Ironside. And I didn't realize this because I haven't watched the show. But I didn't realize that Ironside once again does the voice of Darkseid on Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I would have no idea. So I got to think, though, is Starship Troopers the only thing he's not a bad guy in? I was good. You know what? I was thinking that today. I was trying to think of other movies. Total Recall, bad guy. Yeah. Top Gun. Turbo Kid, bad guy. Oh. Oh, wait. Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun. Sure. What's he? OG Top Gun. I, I'm I'm blanking on OG Top Gun though. What was he in that? Jester. One of the yeah. Dude, Jester. it's been a minute. Like I said, I've only seen it once when I was a kid. He was, so. he was one of the Top Gun instructors. Oh, okay. So he wasn't. Was he? A, I'm assuming he was still like a hard ass in it, like he always usually is. But he probably bit, wasn't yeah. like he probably wasn't like the the, the villain. I imagine. I would love to see Ironside like do a comedy. I mean. Starship Troopers is kind of a comedy in its own yeah. right, a little bit. <laughs> it, it, it would be like, you know, Christopher Walken. I feel like it's just something to be so, uh, you know, from out of left field that it would end up being completely iconic, like, you know, the cowbell sketch. So I'm not watching the final battle and just seeing like Ironside's like facial, just the way the faces he was making, everything like that. I want to see him. I wish you could go back in time and take 1981. Michael Ironside and meet him up with Jack Nicholson and just have some crazy weird fucking like psycho dude face off. <laughs> I don't know what it is because like he was making some Nicholson looking faces, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be a hell of a conversation to sit on. Sit that's in what on I'm saying, dude. Too. Like, I just like, wh- I don't know what you need to do to put them two together. Like, I wish but like from that era, I wish we could get that. And then I started thinking, I was like, what if Ironside played Joker instead of fucking like how would have that went? I don't know. Like even I think of you said how he would do with Joker. How would he play out in The Shining? Well, that's where. Well, like when his hair was kind of over, that's what it was. It was making me think of like when he was like, "Give me the bat, Wendy," like, and I was like, "Yeah." Mm, kind of getting some Nicholson vibes here. Like I don't know what it was, but it might have been just the hairstyle. He, he also like he's done so many movies though but i feel like he's so underrated like he's not talked about a lot which is a shame because he's because he's just he's that he's guy because he might that be that guy. guy but he's one of the best that guys 
in movies. Like he's like, would you consider him a character actor? Or, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, if, you know, he's kind of typecast a little bit. I, dude, he was awesome in Turbo. Turbo Kid, he was great, man. He was the main villain in that. <laughs> and that's old Michael Ironside, and he's still just bringing in the acting chops. Fucking fantastic, like Brody was saying. Okay, could you just, just sit here and just think, a nice little roundtable discussion with not just Ironside and okay. Nicholson, but Dennis Hopper. Oh, yeah. Yes. The three of them just going back and forth. Could you imagine yeah. the insanity of that? I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Right. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Hmm. I know Dennis I Hopper be... probably wouldn't, God rest his soul, remember some parts of his career, considering all the drinking. And the uh, drugs. <laughs> and the drugs, and yeah. I, rem- I still remember some- when he was asking someone, like, I did Chainsaw too, right? He's like, yeah, I don't remember much of that production. <laughs> <laughs> So I gotta say, like, I feel like while we're still oh, in the you brought up chainsaw too, and all I could all I could think of was our discussion with the whole where he's in the chainsaw store, and they literally just <laughs> our take on oh, it, like they just handed him money and said, "Just go buy chainsaws." Yep, and that's how it how it went down. Uh, but anyway, continue. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like while we're still discussing, like I said, I don't I I feel like I wanted to kind of like point on the wall, which. I feel like it's just more character building. Like that's where we get introduced to uh, what's her name at the art gallery. Kim. 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 And then I, okay. So like the dude from Jason X, I liked his scene because it was just really weird and abstract with all like the art and everything going. I obviously we got the setup that he was an artist and stuff like that throughout the show. But like, I liked that. Like they had a conversation in a giant head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was cool. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's almost kind of like, that's a metaphor. I, yeah, that's what I took as like, oh, it's their mind reading, but they're. It's disappointing though that he wasn't. Said. I wish we could have got more of his character, right? Because like, was he like a powerful one or like, I, like he said he almost killed his family when he was like ten, right? Yeah, like, that's what said. Yeah. So like, but yeah, I don't know, man. That and the assassins came in so fast, dude. It just added that shit. I was like, oh wow, hey <laughs> man. Which, hey, you know, I like assassins that use shotguns, like. Fuck being discreet. I know. I, I know we got a sequel to this, but obviously, like the character of Daryl Revick or, or Cam, as far as I know, they don't come back. No, because yeah. now since this, see, now we would. I know people would say this might be like a, a slow burn. That to me, I wish they would have had the sequel where it was pretty much just go nuts with this, because I don't know how nuts the sequel was, but it would have been nice to have known that if these some of these characters came back, it could have been probably. All over the place. I don't think any of the sequels have anything to do with each other. At no, all. they don't. Unfortunately. Wait, what? Yeah. Is it the same power though? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. See, okay. I, would, I would like to see a sequel where it's almost like Children of the Corn, where it's all these these little kids have this power and they're just fucking up everything. And they're stronger than the adult scanners. And yeah. Just it's fucking. Like, oh, like the baby. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the baby was strong enough to scan her. So. So. But then it would just be Incredibles, right? Like you would just, <laughs> yeah, Jack Jack running around, right? Some super baby. Um, I mean, like, okay, so oh, Brody had... said there is a movie like that. Wait, is there? Wait, what is it's not, it? Brody? It's not a Village of the Damned. Is I was it? say Village of the Damned. That's what my first thought was. But that that's was... kind of what I'm basing it on. Is a lot like that. But these, because they had psychic powers, right? 
That's what uh, it was. They had a. There was no, alien I, bullshit, but it was yeah. like psychic powers. But, yeah. Psychic powers, though, right? But, hmm. That probably depends on the version you watch. If you watch Carpenters or the original. I thought. Yeah, I don't fucking remember. Uh, there's two. I, yeah. It's been so long since I've seen both. But. All right. Well, I feel like that's enough for discussion. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Chad Eddie. You want to uh, spread them cheeks? Oh, all right. Brady said it's called The Innocence. It's a European film. You have to suss the that Innocence. out, buddy. Right. I'm going to look that up. up. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Please do that while I'm doing all this. So, and if I miss anything as far as behind the scenes, you guys can. I'm sure it's going to be it'll be covered in the LCE episode. So, if I if you want to hear more in depth, by all means, go check that out because you know they they have much more of a love for the uh, behind the scenes. But not just behind, like the technical, and technical yeah. Side, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just we're just your average moviegoers. They're a bit more film nerds than we are. We're just nerds. So David Cronenberg once called this the most frustrating film he's ever made. Uh, the film was rushed through production. Filming had to begin without a finished script and end within roughly two months, so the financing would qualify as a tax write-off, forcing Cronenberg to write and shoot at the same time. Cronenberg also cited difficulty with and antagonism between the leads particularly Patrick Magoon and Jennifer O'Neill. Like I even saw, and I did, I forgot to note down, it might be down here, for, but uh, he would frequently get up in the morning, write a couple pages of the script, and then they would go and film those pages that day. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, 2021, uh, I'm assuming, because uh, 2016, or 2016. No, is no I, there is a 1961 version, and it's it's a woman adopts two orphans, and bizarre things start happening and it's yeah it's it's exactly <laughs> what it's like this brody which one are you talking about let us know yeah yeah let us know uh william s burroughs 1959 novel naked lunch contains a chapter concerning senders a hostile organization of telepaths bent on world domination a clear literary inspiration for this film cronenberg, cronenberg would later direct a film version of naked lunch in 91 sack lunch <laughs> sack lunch <laughs> <laughs> It came in again. <laughs> <laughs> Love those uh, Seinfeld references from out of nowhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, a very early treatment from 76 entitled Telepathy 2000 takes place in the future, begins with the protagonist, who's named Harley Quinn, telepathically, telepathically raping a woman in a subway and was set as a spy movie. In this version, a company called Cytodyne, Cytodyne Amalgamate was breeding evil scanners to take over the world, and the U.S. government was employing good scanners to stop them. So that was one of the earlier versions that he had written. Scanner battle. Hmm. Okay. So, would Chronicle almost be, like, a different step in, like, the evolution of scanners, essentially? Like, do you think, like, scanners could eventually learn, like, the, like, fly and stuff or they do not or i don't i don't know see i don't know because that that was that was all about that was all based on alien technology though that's how they got their powers true and whenever they were whenever they killed one of their friends then they became stronger the scanners were telepathic and telekinetic so and pyrokinetic pyrokinetic pyrokinetic. so they may i mean that's what i'm saying like they're full fucking gene gray phoenix dude in my mind so i feel like eventually they yeah they could totally not apply yeah Yeah, like i don't know it'd just be an extension of telekinesis so yeah they could easily so hmm interesting there's a sequel 
<laughs> but uh, all right, yeah, Stephen Lack, who plays Cameron Vale, is now a successful and prolific painter. Oh no, shit! Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. I mean, I can't can't say I know of any of his work because right. I only know the very few mainstream ones because I'm not a art critic. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, I never knew he was an artist. Michael Ironside was originally hired for a bit part of one of two scenes and was paid fifty three hundred Canadian dollars. <laughs> what? So I'm hoping he got paid more as the role evolved. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Because I mean, he's yeah, on he's the, the one poster, who... bro. Well, he sold it better than the main character did. He did. He did. No, he did. For solid acting chops, he was the one that like held this movie down. <laughs> Uh, this was the nearest thing to a conventional science fiction thriller David Cronenberg had made up to that point lacking the sexual content of Shivers, Rabid, or The Brood it was also his most profitable film until The Fly six years later I do love The Fly though man I feel like that's probably my favorite out of. although I can't say because I haven't seen a lot of those either but they all popped up after I got done watching this yeah they and I, <laughs> on the max. And I don't think any of those are on our list, but I do believe Videodrome is on our list for this year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that was maybe. I think it was a Brody pick, wasn't it? I believe so. Hell yeah. So Robert A. Silverman, who plays the artist scanner Benjamin Pierce, also appears in Cronenberg's Rabid, The Brood, Naked Lunch, and Existence. Existence. Okay. Not sure what that one's about. I remember seeing things about it. Oh, excuse me. Hiccup. That's all Cronenberg? Those are all Cronenberg. All right. This is perhaps the first film wherein telepathic activity results in the psychic's nose beginning to bleed. (gasps) Really? You know what? Yeah. It definitely has become like a main. Okay, Brody did not pick. Video drum, but somebody did. I did. Okay. Oh, why didn't you speak up when I said that? I said, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were just excited for existence. It. No, <laughs> that came out in 1999, and you could definitely tell just by the fucking title. But I have seen that cover before. Yeah, because sure. it has the capital X and the capital Z. Yeah, existence, existence. extreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly what that is. Uh, some of Benjamin Pierce's art gallery pieces bear a very striking, very similar, if not completely homaged, likeness to the Doctor and Nurse final reveal of the Twilight Zone episode of The Masks. Ooh, oh, oh. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Now that you mention that, huh, dude, that was some that was some fucked up art too, right? Or, yeah, that, and the weird part is, is people pay for it. Oh, they pay a top dollar, a lot of money for Absolutely. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. All right. Okay, this movie can be considered as part of a late 70s, early 80s cycle of movies that dealt with telekinesis and psychokinesis. The pictures include, amongst others, Carrie in 1976, The Fury in 78, The Sender in 82, Firestarter in 84, uh, this, this of course, in 1981, The Medusa Touch in 78, Ruby in 77, Jennifer in 78, Patrick in 78. There's a lot of them that are just fucking names. Uh, the Dead Zone 83, The Curly and Witness 78, as well as the parodies Zapped in 82 and Modern Problems in 81. 
Oh shit, that's right. He did that. That's, that's a lot of psychic shit going on in that small amount of time. God damn. You know what, dude? Dead Zone, I remember seeing it was it was one of those like when it's a rainy Saturday and you're kind of stuck doing nothing and there's yeah. nothing good on TV, but then randomly like it's not even like TBS or anything, but it's like one of those like off fucking shoot channels <laughs> that like it's like whatever WPN. crackle whatever, Yeah. It's whatever like crackle would be fucking thirty years ago, twenty five years ago. WGN. That's yeah, exactly. That's one of my <laughs> and then, favorite. Cronenberg and that's ex- and that's exactly how I saw Dead Zone, dude. It was just this one, like, what the fuck is this? Chris Rocket. I don't know what's this. <laughs> but, this film. This film features several cast members of other early '80s horror movies filmed in Canada, such as Michael Ironside and Visiting Hours, Lawrence Dane, Happy Birthday to Me, Robert Silverman and Prom Night, Anthony Sherwood, Terra Train, and Neil Affleck and Thomas Kovacs both were in My Bloody Valentine. Oh, that's Man. right. He is it. He's the guy at the counter in the mall. It's a stack. Nice, dude. Good old horror stack. The effect for the exploding head scene was accomplished by filling a latex head of the actor with dog food, leftover lunch, fake blood, and rabbit livers, and shooting it from behind with a 12-gauge shotgun. I, there's a lot more. Damn! In, there was a lot more of an in-depth study on all the different things that they tried to do that I was going to put in here. But, dude, the paragraph was like this freaking long. I'm like, I'm going to be reading this for five minutes and the guys are going to lose interest. <laughs> so was that David Cross's dad? Because <laughs> that's all I could think about was that's David Cross. Dude. It could be. It could be. That was that scene, like as cool as it is, was almost also like a little bit laughable just with the whole like it was. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, that's what I feel like if you rebooted it today, like you could make the psychic shit a little bit more like they use like sound effects and everything to like make it more interesting to us. But the people that were sitting in the audience just sitting there watching it, they're probably like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, my God, dude. I, there's I would have been. <laughs> I, there's no way. I Not on me, Bobby. Extra. Not on me, Bobby. <laughs> if I was an extra, bro, I would have been laughing my ass. Off. I would have got kicked out. They'd be like, all right. But that's how you know shit got real when the hands got lifted. Yeah, right. And shit got shit got real once Michael Ironside made an well, orgasm face. Well, in <laughs> that scene alone, I actually find it very frightening when he, he's the guy's holding the table. It looks like he's trying to hold himself down and he can't get the grip. Like it's like Jesus Christ, what the fuck's happening to you right now, dude? Like you could explode people's heads and shit, but imagine just like being that much of an asshole and just like explode people's dicks or balls. <laughs> oh, not <laughs> both, not both of them, just one ball. What did you say to me? Just leave one as an insult. Oh. I, I thought of South Park. Butters, why are you shooting the balls, man? You're not supposed to shoot them in the balls. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. We also got the crash scene in the record store prominently features a float hanging from the ceiling for RSO record label who paid for this placement. By the time the film was released, RSO had gone out of business. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Womp womp. Well then. Yo, that record store nowadays would be booming. Mm-hmm. Oh, again. Again. <laughs> I think there wasn't a lot of people in there. They would have got fucking smushed. Production stills exist of shots in the final duel between Cameron and Revic, where the top of Cameron's head explodes, sending sparks into the air. Apparently this climax was filmed, but Cronenberg chose to omit it from the final print. Sparks? There's- 
Yeah, I think it's better without that. Yeah. Like he's already on fire and shit, dude. Like, why do you need... He's not a fucking welding well, there's, torch. There's, there's also yeah. another shot of his eyes starting to glow like fire, too. Didn't yeah, really need was, that, though, because they I fucking was cool blew up. With, yeah, like, melted, glowing up eyes, man. That shit was fucking gnarly as fuck. Did not expect yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot that happened, so when it happened, I was like, whoa, shit! Yeah, that was very, uh... I was very, very unexpected. Very yeah, unexpected. for sure. Uh, like, oh, fuck. David Cronenberg moved the head explosion from the very beginning of the film for late moviegoers. So originally it was supposed to open the movie, but he moved it later for people that... Oh, he's pulling a movie. Hitchcock move. Yeah. Uh, that makes uh, sense. What was that? I think that was Psycho where he did it. Like, people weren't allowed to... Because, like, obviously, like, as you guys probably know, but for maybe listeners, you know, older movies, like, people used to just hop in and out of movies all the time, like, mm-hmm. in sporadic mm-hmm. times. So, like, when Hitchcock released Psycho, if you didn't know for some reason, um, that was one of his where it was like, nope, you have to be here before the movie starts or you are not allowed in because, spoiler alert, they kill off the fucking quote-unquote main character in the first, what, 10 minutes? Five or 15 minutes? Well, I hate uh, that shot, Bobby. <laughs> That's why I said that, like, they had that. That looks terrible. Yeah. What? The spark shot? Did you send it? No, look, no, look the at the picture eyes. I sent. It's a picture of glowing eyes. Oh, uh, hold on. I don't know why I heard What that. the fuck is that bullshit? I didn't mean to heart that. Pay no attention. <laughs> I'm trying to zoom in. That's fucking horrible looking. Yeah. That, that, you know what? That, that looks like fucking, um, Children of the Dam, dude. It looks like the cover of Children of the Damned to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay, um, uh, continuing on. The, dro- the drug ephemeral bears an eerie similarity to the real-life scandal in the late 50s as women who had uh, taken thalidomide, is that how you say it, during pregnancy. It was marketed as a release for morning sickness, began to give birth to children suffering phocomelia or other physical deformities. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's fucked up. Daryl refers to Cameron as his kid brother. In real life, Ironside is four years younger than Lack. What? Okay. Okay, I would still have said Ironside looked older than him. And by the way, that that, that whole brothers and their father, that totally threw me for a loop. I was not expecting that. Yeah. No, that was a nice Fair enough. Yeah, that was a good twist, too. I was like, ooh. That was like a Darth Vader moment, though. A little bit. Like, the doctor is your father. No. And I am your brother. No, I like that he called him daddy. He was yeah. like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It was a little, I could see that though. The dark, dark All right. Okay. The death of the first scanner was filmed in two different ways. The theatrical release has Revit causing his head to explode. An alternate take featured in television versions shows him dying of a grotesque heart attack. Instead, the sci-fi network actually shows the scene intact. So they show the head explosion. Nice. Oh, fuck yeah. I would I like to. Does, no, go ahead. The, when the Sci Fi Channel does that, maybe you don't know. Does it have to be at a certain time for it to air? Or is usually it, after nine o'clock, then. But okay. I don't know because you used to be able to not say shit on TV until after nine. Now Bro. You time. Yeah. yeah. Fuck on TV the other day. Oh, when I the, the first time I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, we're watching cable, and they're like, yeah. I was like, wow, man, I feel old because apparently I haven't watched cable in a minute. <laughs> That, although they that kill, anymore. I, I would have liked to have seen instead of the head kill. Oh, well, I like the head kill, but heart explosion, the massive heart attack explosion. 
Oh. I mean, we saw Cameron get his heart like yeah, you melted see it out. Yeah, his like, heart was like fucking melted. Dude. It was yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. It was nasty. That dude just got straight fucked. Yeah, he yeah. Did. Well, right, I guess he didn't though because I don't know his father. See, but that could be a sequel though. Like, okay, let's say he did take over his brother. Like, but his brother's consciousness never actually like died. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what if it's a whole like thing? Like, he's still, he's still like, there lurking in the subconscious. So, yeah, like in Chucky yeah. with a uh, fucking uh, in the Chucky series with what's her face? I haven't seen the Chucky series, but I'll take your word for it. Well, you've but you've seen Cult of Chucky. Oh yeah, with um, yeah, yeah. What's so her name? Nika, um, Nika, Nika that's, yeah. So Nika has Chucky inside of her, but she's coming back and forth. So oh, she okay, okay. Consciousness, and she's Nika, and she's paralyzed. But when she's Chucky, she can, she walk. can walk. Okay. Except in season two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Good to know. Okay. Um, Anything makeup, else, Trader? Makeup artist Dick Smith, who did The Exorcist. Provided prosthetics for the climactic scanner duel and the iconic exploding head effect. They were fantastic. Wow. Yeah, so like all the veins bulging and everything, that was all him. Veiny. And they, and those veins, they didn't look like fake. They looked like part of him. Like sometimes you do veins that just don't look right. Well, like just the traversal of it and everything was like so fucking awesome. I was like, and you oh, couldn't man. tell they were fake. Is that's what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Especially the ones on the arms. Yeah. They looked like everything was so good. I mean, and I was waiting for those veins just to like fucking explode. Oh, yeah, when the one actually the one did it, it just started squirting out. Yeah. I was like, ah! <laughs> ah. Okay, and finally, Scanners was released in the United States on January fourth, nineteen eighty one, by Avco Embassy Pictures and grossed two point seven million from three hundred eighty seven theaters in its first opening weekend. It grossed a total of fourteen point two at the box office. And a novelization by Leon Whitestone was released in 1981. All right. Nice. Well, thank you very much for that, Chad Daddy. Pleasure, buddy. Awesome. All right, boys. We're going to move it on to the questions. I feel like we already answered this one in discussion. But uh, what format did we watch this on? Max. Prime. HBO Max. HBO Max, baby. That is a beautiful copy. Fuck ton of. Yeah, it is, dude. Yeah, it is. That thing that thing was clear as shit. And like I said, it was it definitely was the, the Criterion uh transfer. Oh yeah. And that even says to begin yep. Criterion collection, whatever. I made sure to note that down. I was like, all right. Um not to mention, like I said, there's a bunch of other Cronenberg movies on HBO Max right mm-hmm. now. So if you want to go ham, you could definitely go ham. I saw Fly and then Fly 2 pop up. I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to go down? Like, <laughs> grab a hole. <laughs> All right. Douche of the film. Uh, you, almost wanna give it, you almost want to give it to him. Dude. I want to say I the doctor it to almost. I'm giving it to the doctor. Dr. Ruth. Yeah. Dad, oh, yeah. 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 yeah Dr. Dad. It's all his fault. Because they put his sons against each other. Yeah. Well, and, and he was the whole thing anyway. And he... So... That he literally just uh, drugged his wife with an experimental drug. Well, dude, and he had his kid fucking, what is it? They had him like frozen or on, something. Yeah, he's on ice. Yeah. Right, so he kept in America his second child. Didn't just that, they wiped his mind too, so he didn't remember yeah. anything. Okay, so he winter soldiered fucking. Yeah. Winter soldiered yeah. and Captain America. America. Well, now oh, winter soldier was uh, winter soldier goes on oh, ice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was on ice too. He's the real douche, but what about the other guy? He was ready to create all. Whole separate clan of these things with rabbit. Ah, fuck that, uh, Doctor Ruth. Yeah, I, I go, I go with that. 
Right, because there none of it would ever exist without Ruth. That's true. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, Ruth. Which means Ruth, and then I want to say secondary douche is any of the doctors that worked along with Ruth. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the doctor that was just giving it to the random fucking pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now maybe that doctor truly did not know. Obviously, like you know what I mean. They're not going to be like, hey, by the way, the side effects is going to turn the baby psychic. <laughs> you know what I mean? But because they're still obviously pitching it as the what was it? it? It took away. It was like a pain numbing or something, right? You know, I just realized. Yeah. I just realized how much of a similar theme this has to last week's movie. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Experimental now drug. Yeah. Especially giving out, giving out in like crazy doses and shit. Mm-hmm. I love how they just had to like show random tankers just to make you think you're like, wow, they're moving a lot. And so I completely, <laughs> I completely unintentionally, you know, put these two back to back and didn't realize they had a similar yeah. theme underneath. That's awesome. Well, didn't see either one. So, you know, first time. Yeah. <laughs> how would we True. know? True. Good catch, Chad Daddy. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Favorite kill? I don't want to give it to the head explosion. I don't I'm want to either. I'm going, I'm, going Cameron, I'm, going, I'm going with Cameron too. Cameron's was the, nasty. The whole, it was like a literal meltdown of his body. Everything. It was gross. Just popping and pussing. And... We got I'm going to give it better, the head explosion. We got a we get a better body melt scene right there than we got out of the body entire melt? body melt. That's true. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. Uh, no, you know something? I'm going to give it to the guy who gets blown through the wall when the fucking computers blow up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a damn good one, dude. Chair and all. Damn. <laughs> I'm giving it to damn, him. Bob, that was. A, I, love, right. I love that one. That's a good one. Damn it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm giving tip. it to the head explosion only because it was the most unexpected one. Because it was the first one, and you're like, what the fuck? I would have been mad, though, if the trailer just gave it away, though. Like, it showed us. I don't think yeah. that was the actual original, unless it was original Red Band, which, like I said, did not say. I don't know. But when Cameron's eyes exploded, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that was just straight fucked." Yeah. Okay. So best scene. Well, that's why I couldn't give it the best kill because the best scene for me was the fight and the eyes exploding and the heart melting. All the of that. Th- the whole third act for me. Like it's, no. it's just too much narrowed down. The as great as that fight scene was, everything leading up to it was also just as equally good to me. Uh, my just, best, you know what? No, I know what I go. Best scene is computer meltdown scene. That's yeah. I'm right. going with John. that whole explosion, like all the explosions, dude. Okay, so here's one thing that I, I didn't understand, and I it really got to me. So the whole scene when all the scanners are in that room together, and they're all like connecting their minds and everything. And How the fuck did not a single one of them sense the assassins coming in? You know, that's a I good question. Maybe because they're all mind melding so much that they're distracted. I don't. Well, maybe they that. weren't as pow. I mean, they're not as powerful as Cameron or fucking what's his face. Darryl. So maybe they just. I don't know. But like, also, why? You know what I mean? Like, why are why are just his sons the strongest? Now, when he said that originally here's his sons before he explained like the whole like give it to the wife, I was like, yo, bro, is he like 
doing the thing where he's just like running a sperm bank and he's just dropping his sperm and all these fucking ladies <laughs> and also making like superhero kids with his dropping hella loads <laughs> bro like i was thought i thought it was going on some crazy other rail and it didn't bro he said they're having a mind melting orgy and that's exactly what it seemed like that's probably <laughs> no man like yeah they were doing exactly what everybody wanted to do in uh demolition man <laughs> <laughs> You know, real quick. Now that you say that, I don't know if you got you guys the Infinity Pool movie, Cronenberg's son, that just released. Now that you say the the mind melding orgy, it's very similar to what goes on in that movie, huh? I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't know. Nah, that's sick. With Mia Goth's in it, right? That's, uh, that's fucking She's good. in everything anymore, dude. With, with her not, not. Her I love her not eyebrows. No eyebrows. She's just uh, weird looking to me. I, I love her. She has I great think, movies. I don't. <laughs> I, I can't Maybe I can get past the eyebrows not being. Uh, yeah, there. yeah. I'm okay. She's so I don't I don't care. She's so fucking hot to me, and I don't know. Why. I'm right, You're I'm not right the only one that thinks that, dude. But the you know I, what? I don't think I've seen enough of her movies to like have that thought yet. I don't know. Before I haven't watched we, before you start thinking. Yet, so that's why before you start thinking she's too hot. Just remember, she did have a kid with Shia LaBeouf, so hey, that kind of weighs down. I, I like that. Shia I LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf is an honorary fucking bottle, man. Like right? I just love giving him shit. After, after, I love Shia LaBeouf too. It's, after the that, fucking, that's uh, song. Yeah. That song just killed me. No, what's that movie? Mommy? Uh, no. The fuck. What was the name of that fucking it. movie? We've talked about it. Already, he became an honorary Mexican. Yeah, he was. Badass, man. God damn it, dude. I can't even think about it. Now. I thought it was the, the tax man? Tax collector. Tax collector? No. Tax. Is that it? Tax. Is it the tax collector? I think it's I'll just look. We can look it up. Anyways, I'm going to go to the next question. Do we all answer best scene? I think yeah. we. Yes. Brody said that Mia Goth isn't hot, but he wouldn't kick her out of bed for farting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fair. I, I don't know. I, I think the eyebrows on the menu was odd, dude. Oh, and I know she, yeah, I know she's in like uh, last night in Soho and stuff too. I know she's. Been I still in need to watch stuff. that. I still need, that looks like a total fucked up movie. What's that, Soho? Yeah, yeah, I do too, man. Oh, I, I, I honestly, I've only heard of it and I've only seen the picture, and I'm like that. Like, I never interpreted it for what it was until I just watched the trailer after watching the menu, and I was like. I oh, this watch actually it. looks like a kind of fucked up movie, dude. dude like, I, gotta, I, mean, I got, I got to watch it just to see Matt Smith playing a bad guy. Guys, I just forgot something I did yesterday. I fucking watched Cocaine Bear. How could I leave <gasps> oh, that dude. out? No, bro. Bro. Suggest it? Yes. I've okay. heard so many good things about it, dude. I've fucking heard it's gnarly as fuck. Gnarly as fuck, bro. Die, I gotta go see that. Oh, it's so great. The I'm sad because me. I missed my brother-in-law's text asking if I wanted to go. And I was like, damn it, I totally well, did want to go. She wasn't feeling good yesterday. And so I dropped her off at home after we were at the gun show. Because I forgot that, too. I went to the gun show. And she wasn't feeling good, and I was like, I'm going to go get popcorn, watch this movie. And I was like, you know what? I'm already at the theater. I'm going to watch Cocaine Bear. Yeah. And I did. And it was fucking awesome. I'm going to go. I, I'm going to take the girlfriend to go see that this week. Do it. Nice. So, oh, yeah. All right. Um, Opening scene. Hook you yep. in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. It was in the mall, man. Mm -hmm. That was homeless. Homeless guy eating a, hat, and... eating a half-eaten hot dog. and Right, pulling a Costanza. Hey, he was out of the top of the train. <laughs> <laughs> Up the rim. Back to fucking Seinfeld again. 
right. We saw that uh, episode the other day, and Mel goes, "I'd fucking do it if it was on top." Hell of yeah! I'm like, fuck God yeah. damn it! Why, why not, Steve? Like you wouldn't? I would, but that's not the I point. Would. I, would. I can't have two Costanzas in one relationship. That's <laughs> you just bite it from the other end, and you don't go all the way to the bit end. You know what I mean? You yeah, leave that that's that's what you do. Like, do you take well, your shirt off? If anybody's ever worked at a too, restaurant, like, you yeah. just see some weird I do do shit. that. Do you really? I do. Uh, <laughs> I what, wait, what's that? I can't. Do you take your shirt, shirt off, off when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> it all depends, man. Listen, everybody's had a moment. Oh, God. Everybody on this godforsaken earth has had a moment where they've uh, been butt-ass naked on a fucking toilet, holding their gut, praying to some <laughs> god, whoever the fuck is listening, for the pain to fucking stop because yeah. you have been there for way too long and you are hot and you are just and your legs ass are hurt. Tingly. Yeah, like everything is just tingly. Yeah, yeah. ready. You want to just go to take a nap. You're tired. Dude, just, the worst is when you're feeling like that. You just get done and then you have to throw. You up. have to. Oh, dude. And you have to oh, no, I wasn't even going there. Or when you think you're done and you stand up and you're like, oh, I got to go again. Yeah, dude, that was me a couple weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> the worst is when you think, oh, the worst is the part when you can get the farthest and you finally get to like your bed to lay down. And you're like, ah, and then you feel that rush. Oh, oh God damn it! <laughs> Here we go uh, again. I'm breaking. It really, stitch. it really sucks when that's like at two in the fucking morning too. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, because God. that turns into four thirty no in the morning, and you're like, I'm just getting done now. Yeah. My alarm's gonna go off in three, two, five. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah. I just want to sleep. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, Continue. Wow. Random sucking. All right. Most attractive character. <laughs> Michael Ironside. Uh, I don't know, man. Cameron was a pretty handsome, like, leading man. I feel like he had that. He had the quaff. I'm going to give it to the pregnant woman in the doctor's office. Ooh. Oh, she was cute. She was Karen. pretty odd. She had herself an. Uh, I eat hot food. I... Kim wasn't bad either. No. She, she also had a yeah. nice little, little gray haze to her hair. It fit her perfectly. Yeah, she did. That dude, you know what? The pregnant chick was pretty hot. Um, and you know that's why she's pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> right. She likes to raw dog it. Yep. It's like the Jay and Silent Bob and get the, <laughs> Wait, why are you guys here at a fucking Planned Parenthood? We're here for pregnant. <laughs> dude, uh, funny side note is years ago, this was probably about a year or so before I met Steph. Uh, me and this kid I work with, his name is Aaron. Like we always, we always made plans to go out drinking on the weekend. So the one night we, <laughs> we just decided we just struggled this conversation. Like, dude, let's get down to the saloon and pick up some pregnant chicks this weekend. He's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> the look of horror the one older female coworker gave us was worth the conversation alone. It was hilarious. That's great. She was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like what? You don't have to worry about wrapping it then. Nope. You know what? Any, every joke has a little bit of truth to it. So. <laughs> this is true. And we laugh because we agree. Brody said he had to shove milk up his ass because he ate ghost chili. Oh, ouch. Oh, no. Call him General Patton that night. Um. All right. So we are on. Did the score set the mood? Oh, I really yeah. enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. Most part, yeah, I would good. say. Is this, uh, this score and the fly score very similar? Yes. Mm. Romantic. Style, yeah. Uh, best song? I don't, I don't think there was one. I don't remember any, so I apologize. Okay, so favorite character. 
Dude, I mean, Michael Ironside was fantastic, it's hard. but yeah, I feel it's... like it, that's just him being a really good actor. Yeah. So, like, I would have to say, I kind of like the doctor. Like, the accent was super thick and a little bit of hokey, but at the same time, like, he gave us all our exposition. And I don't know, it was still, the, you know what I mean? Like, he was kind of the villain in the end, even though he never showed off as the villain. I'm going to say the scanner baby. Scanner baby, we didn't even see. Scanner baby. Because that little shit was in there going, I got you, bitch. I'm going to know everything when I come out. Uh, Bro. Yep. Think about that, did you? I did not. That fucking child is going to know so much shit when it's born. So, yeah, but... Okay, Okay, so, like... Think about this, the scanner baby... Could potentially kill everyone in the delivery room. Yep. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. That baby's gonna come. I out need a movie it. about Scanner Baby. Yeah, that just that's how that's how Scanner should have ended. Like, look, who's Scanner talking. Baby being born, and just like everybody's holding their heads, and they're just like. Argh. But I need it style styled like, look who's talking. <laughs> so, yes, I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with, with that. Jack Black as the Scanner Baby. Hurry up and get Bruce. <laughs> Hurry up and get Bruce Willis on it before he's uh, too far oh, into his dementia. No. Uh, he's done. He's done. Yeah, he's done. I'm done unfortunately. We love you, Bruce. We're yeah. Oh, that's sad. Damn sure. Um, bring us down, Chad. Sorry. Yeah. God damn it, Chad. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Then how about instead of him, John Travolta? John Travolta Ooh. scanner baby. Fuck yes. yeah. Well now I just want to see CGI. John Travolta's head on a little baby's body. Because <laughs> he's bald from, now. I want it from like conception though, so it's got to start off just like look who's talking with like with a sperm? little John Travolta face sperm. Right? <laughs> is it gonna Wait. is it gonna come out singing? You know what? It's There's got John Travolta's hair from Greece. There's a movie <laughs> that is kind of placed as like not necessarily a family comedy, but not like a terribly raunchy comedy in the eighties. Right, there's a movie that right off the bat, dude, we have fucking sperm going to an egg. <laughs> this is what we grew up on, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like kids. That's why our generation's fucking awesome compared to this. This is why we're perverted as yeah. fuck, bro. Yeah, like, thanks. Now, you know what? Could, you mentioned that. Now all I could think of is the fucking Simpsons episode when Har- Homer's telling a story about how Maggie was born. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and then anytime I always think that, I always think of Beavis and Butthead when Beavis thinks about his life flashback when he's a fucking square. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> but, uh, all right. <laughs> so, did we all say favorite characters? Yeah. I don't know if everyone did. All right. If we did, was it scary? Not yeah, to me. I don't think it was. But more I sci-fi. It, yeah. I would say the, the idea of it is, but not really scary. In terms of this now, fuck that, dude. I want superpowers. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I need. I feel. I would feel gypped. I'm like, bro, what is <laughs> the new formula of that shit that you could just give anybody that shit? Like, do I have to be a baby? They did something like, like yeah, that on Heroes. Called, called alcohol. Get a, with alcohol. Guys, dick. Would you What's still that? take it? I said you get all the superpowers, but you get a pinky sized dick. Would you? Still I'm already there. Sweet. So I get three more inches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do that. Sorry, I can't. I can't. Bobby's like, I, I can't pass. trade. I pass. I can't trade. I can't trade my meat mountain. 
<laughs> his meat and mountain is his superpower. There, I, yeah, exactly. I I would not be. See, see, what, see, that's why I don't need. I don't need a big brain. Let's do. I'd use it for. I would not be good with superpowers by any no, means, dude. At all. I couldn't no, be. Fuck sure. No. Like I'd be I so would mad. try. I would try to be as virtuous as possible. Like okay. I feel like I would but run I that flag me. where it's like, like I'd want to find somebody <laughs> that's worthy to be fucked with. Just thanks, so, Brody. Now I'm gonna have Brody. nightmares. Uh, Did you guys get yeah, a message from Brody? Uh, Arnold's head and baby. Yeah. What? Oh my god, that's that's horrific. All right. <laughs> that kind of looks like the Freddy baby from Dream Child. Oh God. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Dude. Oh God. All right. So does it hold up today? Uh, um. For the most part, I would say yeah. It I could benefit yeah. from a from a, a nice reboot. I I do think right. The psychic battles, um, while acting aside, definitely held them together. It, it needs a little bit more, and maybe we're just ruined by all the superhero movies and shit that we yeah. have now that can show shit and everything like that. But I would say, still, for the most part, dude, it's still a solid movie. So I would say yes. Oh yeah. I agree. Uh, acting? Acting was okay by Ironside, but Cameron, he some was of a little, his acting, yeah, so there he was, was a scene like right at the end, before they started fighting, like when he's sitting on the couch, he's talking, and it was horrible. I was like, wow, bro, like your acting sucks right now. He, It felt like he couldn't, like, he felt too tense. Yeah, he couldn't get across like the the i don't know like it's like he was trying too hard to yeah, not yeah. try hard yeah it was i don't know it was weird his like his even his pitch his pitch didn't sound right and i've never said that before about someone's acting so for the most part ironside pulled this movie 50 50 oh yeah he carried yeah. it then yeah. everybody else is kind of eh. yeah they they did what they needed to do like Die. I don't, th- I I don't think, yeah, I don't think security guard with mom issues in the halls was really bringing in. <laughs> oh yeah, he was movies. not bringing <laughs> that. Not he was enough. not bringing oh, that yeah. trauma at all. Nobby, Nobby. <laughs> and why did they talk like that though? You know what though? I kind of made me laugh because literally the night prior, I was watching the new Suicide Squad, and all I could think about was when fucking uh polka dot man was seeing everybody it's <laughs> like yeah <laughs> she's everywhere uh rest um, in peace rest in peace right so do 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 cinematography i'm gonna say with like brody dude there was nothing really to shake shake at except it. like i said for the shots of the the like the, the sweeping shots oh. of the motherboards i thought that was really cool you know okay that was cool that was cool that definitely it made, I was just like, oh, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I wish you saw more, like, fizzle through the motherboard, but that probably would have been a pain in the ass. And that yeah, I don't think they had the budget for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Just lay gunpowder in a line. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and did we like the premise? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fucking <clears throat> mind-blowing up superpowers? Fuck yeah, dude. So what Xavier should have always done. Yep. Just didn't want to. So basically the Shadow King. Wait. From Africa? Mm-hmm. When he possessed Xavier. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Shadow King was... Remember, he was normally a... He was originally a 
powerful psychic like Charles was, and Charles destroyed his body. So, see, I always I I barely remember him, but I just remember like they introduced like Storm's nephew or something, and like he came into the episode where I think he possessed the nephew or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. I'm reboot. gonna say reboot or I'm gonna say reboot remake with a with a sequel that actually ties into this. Yeah. Uh, and it starts Ironside. off with Scanner Baby. Yeah. Starts bring, off with Scanner Baby. But bring Ironside back and or that character back and I want Ironside to play the new doctor. Yeah. 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 But maybe like flip the script on that. Maybe not keep that same story that the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, because we don't want to completely. Well, do you want it? it? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want it rebooted to where yeah. this already occurred. And we're oh, getting, okay. So you just want the proper. But I want to bring. I want a proper sequel with the characters from. Okay, I mean, that's which that's what I, I could get would probably from, yeah. be the only one, but. I can go for a remake on this, but like more like a remake slash reboot to where like maybe change up like what the doctor was doing or like who was doing it per se or what you know what I mean? Like or the reasoning behind it, whatever. Yeah. But I was yeah, either that or I would like to see a proper sequel. Whoa, Bob, we got some like fucked up crazy like lag behind or something, but he's in the green, which is weird. Green over here, too. but I would um, say like uh, like do 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 a sequel to where Bobby refresh Michael oh. Ironside's character is the same character, but he's the Cameron consciousness is the main consciousness in him, so he's trying to help the scanners. You know what I mean? Like try to find them, try to help them, but the other consciousness is starting to fucking come back and fight back, so he's losing control. And so the yeah, battle is like an that. internal battle going on. I'd like that. That's that'd be really that, good. Yeah, that would be cool. Much better, Bobby. Cool. All right. I also real quick. I also think it has to. I would love it to include that it is them taking over the world a little bit. Like they're trying to make it that scanners. Will I mean, essentially, like a, if we're, like a scanner if, Illuminati. Yes. I mean, if we're jumping to this far ahead, obviously, like we've had scanner babies who have been procreating, anyways, and yeah. I'm assuming made other scanner babies. But like, is it like a Dragon Ball thing where like, do the half scanner, half human hybrids like are they stronger than the normal scanners? <laughs> what if scanners? What if scanners are having babies together and they have these super scanners? But question on that, that just sounds something. What's that? If now. Remember to become technically become a scanner. You had to be injected with this drug. Do you, Bobby, you are cracking out hard, homie. I'm like catching half of it. Am I on green? You're on the green, You're but green, it's just yeah. like it's just it's like the, the audio is like super like coming in like half every other like right, word so, or whatever. Right, if you catch it, anyway, what I'm saying is uh, so, no good. No, yes, no. Okay. He's he's, so, he's sped up too. Yeah, it's like speeding up and slowing down. All right, never mind. Continue. Uh, I'm not going to take it. It's not going to come through. All right, we're going to rate this bitch anyway. So Brody started us off with a 4.2. Scuba, what do you got? I'm going to give it a 4.4. Oh, higher than the Brody. All right. Up? 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5
4.5. Chad Daddy. I'll give it a 4.25. Go a little bit higher than Brody. 4.25. And... John's going to give it a 1. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just and need to be honest with myself. We're not going to aim at Evil 3 this, so... No, I need to be honest with myself, dude. Like, first time watch, it was, it was pretty solid. Effects were great. Like I said, dude, the lull <laughs> killed me though in the in the center. I was just like, oh man, this is getting boring. But third act third definitely act brought me back. Um, dude, effects are awesome. Ironside killed. He killed it, but like everybody else was kind of meh. I think I'm just gonna give it a solid four. All right. I'll go to the lowest, even though it's not fucking low by any means. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> divide that bitch by five. So we got a 4.27. We got a 4.3 for 1981's Scanners. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Now remember, anybody who's potentially listening new, our scale is completely bullshit. So like ours is completely entertainment based. It's not off any like because obviously you can't compare some movies like into like actual terms of like this movie's better than this because it's all on like how you had the time with it, you know? Yeah. This so. is our opinion and our opinion only. Right. Yeah. Like it's purely, it's purely based on how how much enjoyment we got out of it. We don't hold this up against like The Shining or anything else. It's just how we feel about this movie on this day. Absolutely. Um, and usually talking about it helps. Sometimes yeah, it, it hurts it too. Sometimes it's like you know what that that's true. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. So next episode, Chad Daddy. What are we next doing? episode is uh, Scoop's pick. We're watching The Gate. Yeah, The Gate. Okay, so I fucking hate those little demon bastards. <laughs> They're fucking. There's another one I've never seen. So. You've never seen The Gate? I don't believe so. With Stephen Dorff. That's eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have not, but it is on Tubi and Vudu and Amazon for free right now and YouTube for free right now. Damn. So, PG-13 horror fantasy. Huh? Interesting. Yeah, nope, a, I don't think I've ever seen this. I would say it's, it's probably family friendly. friendly. It's family friendly, It's family too. friendly, but it's scary. Hey, man, yes, it if it's family friendly, that means I can watch it early next week. And yeah, that'd be sweet. Get more gaming time in at night. Um, fuck yeah, dude. All right, we got a solid. I was looking through our list the other day, man, and we got some solid shit straight yeah. through this year. And we still haven't even like devised that what we might do in the summer to restructure some shit. <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah, I mean, even if we don't get around to the summer of uh, yeah, the creature features. features, yeah, we could always say that. We still got a very, yeah, we still got a very solid lineup. I mean, this we. Year. I, dude, honestly, like thinking about it, we've done a lot of creature features already that, you know, we've just not solidly blocked together. That's true. Yeah. All righty. So, with that being said, I'm going to say it's time to get a little nerdy. And the biggest thing I'm going to fucking say is Mortal Kombat 12 got fucking announced. Very quietly announced, too, by the way. Yeah, because it got fucking leaked. And I bet Ed Boone is. I bet that dude, whoever leaked that fucking call, is not working at WB right now. Because that was not supposed to be a mentioned thing. It was like over some fucking like conference call. And they were talking about, they're like, yeah, well, we got Justice League, kill the Justice League, and 
we have the new Mortal Kombat coming out and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, may, maybe WB was finally like, hey, you know, you could let it slip, but I highly doubt it in that fashion because people have been fucking clamoring at it. I would figure they would have waited for like E3 or at least April announcement, usually, is when they do Mortal Kombat shit. But, Needs to say, I'm excited. I hope they personally go back to MKX style, a little bit faster, not as slow. Um, stop doing all the, like, I do love the extra, like, random characters from other shit. But honestly, Mortal Kombat's got such a fucking vast, like, library of people. Mm-hmm. You can bring a lot of others that they haven't really, like, touched in a long time. Or make some, mo- make some motherfucking new ones, too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, but. I still say Robocop was the most what the hell character they added rambo. more than more than rambo okay you got me there yeah rambo yeah, like rambo. They, I, they, they added I like rambo fighting with them this? both but rambo bro, yeah. rambo they 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 were like well we have terminator and well Robocop i know terminator was there i had no idea yeah, robocop like, and rambo were added which, oh yeah like, rambo was cool but i almost feel like dread would have been better dread would have been cool but maybe people would have been like, that's not as Stallone as Rambo. Throw in some Ellen Ripley also. I mean, they already have the Xenomorph in X. Yeah, true. Well, Xenobrachamorph, but which I actually really liked. Hey, it's still um, Xeno. It counts. Fuck yeah, dude, dude. Pulled in the queen for the fatality. It was awesome. But yeah, I'm super stoked for that. And then I also read that they are also in production for Mortal Kombat 2. Nice. Which should be coming out next year. So I still have not seen any leaks on who they're fucking going to have for Cage, dude. And that is going to be my biggest, like... It better be the fucking Miz, bro. Right? I want the Miz as Johnny Cage. I know nothing part about was, the Miz. It's so the part he was born to play. I, dude. His personality that, was fit. His real-life personality is Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. Like, not even his in-ring character. I'm just in life in general when this dude was on the real world. He is Johnny Cage. I just... Oh, he was on the real world? Yeah, he was yeah. on the real world. Mm. That's where he I, created the character, The Miz. Where it was just a fake wrestling character he created. And he would come out and get drunk and be The Miz. And then he's in WWE now. Alright. Hmm. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, dude. Obviously, we've had a lot of WWE, actor, uh, WWE actors go Hollywood and shit like that. Um... And obviously anybody can get with a training and learn fighting in six months, or at least some of it for camera-wise. Uh, can he do a split, though? Because I don't want some... I, I don't want some, like, CGI Lizzo-looking fucking split coming in here, dude, with a ball punch. That's I don't a good want question. that shit. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> that I don't know. Like, I want some... Uh, no, and no offense to the Miz dude, but like get somebody actually like Lyndon Ashby, dude, get somebody who actually has some fucking like a fighting degree. Yeah. Who can actually do some shit. I don't know. That that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, Cause see. to me, it could be a completely underground person. I didn't know who fucking Lyndon Ashby was. Cause I was a kid when fucking that one came out, but you know what I mean? Like, I just want I a know. proper version of reptile. Yeah. Well, he's dead son. So that ain't happening. That doesn't mean shit. There's a whole race of them. I know. Yeah, he's got a point. That there. Well, he was. Me. That wasn't he was the ninja. That was reptile, though. That wasn't. It was. It was literally his name. He was just a reptile. That's 
That was Deadly Alliance Reptile, son. That, that was, was exactly terrible. Reptile. <laughs> terrible Reptile. You might not like the design, but that's exactly what it was. Was it Reptile or not? It was Deadly Alliance Reptile. I'm hoping, though, they bring back Goro, but at the same time, like, maybe they fuck with Goro and turn him into Kintaro or something. I don't know. Maybe they'll do something weird. Because they took, you know what I mean? Like, they took all the dead bodies and shit. I have to so, go back and watch that movie. It's been a minute. So, while I'm still talking about random, I said I watched the menu this week. And it wasn't bad, dude. It was it was okay. It wasn't as horrific as I was hoping or expecting by any means. It, was, it wasn't quite Hell's Kitchen, the movie, like you wanted No, to dude, be. it was fucking, it, it was funny, but it was like, it was dark funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's Hell's Kitchen. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. How, how, all right, so if you could change something about that movie, what, what would you want? No, more? I wouldn't want to change anything, dude. I, I just, like I said, dude, my expectations to what it, I thought it was was completely devoid from what it actually was. And I think the trailer in itself kind of sets it up to like give you that false lead. But I, I know I thought like when I saw the trailer, I'm like, I think this is gonna be very graphic. And then I'm watching I'm like, it really isn't. My wife straight up asked the same thing, not to like spoil it, but everybody's like, oh, is it cannibalism? And I'm like, you know what? That's what I thought it was too. And it's not. That's what and it kind of seems like it was leading to Yeah, and like I said, dude, I think that's the false lead and it's not. But it's cool because, like, fucking Voldemort, who's Chef Julian, like, he, dude, he, honest to God, you could sell me that that dude is, like, a real fucking TV, like, a celebrity chef. Like, yeah. he plays it so fucking well, dude. It's crazy. He he was a highlight of the movie, for sure. And that cheeseburger, that fucking cheeseburger, I was watching this shit at, like, 2 in the morning. I wasn't hungry. Oh, my God. I was then. <laughs> I was like, I want that fucking cheeseburger, dude. Like just the, the juices, man. you see the juices, and you're just like, oh. But like, I mean, there was, there were some old moments, like, oh shit. But honestly, man, like, if you hate, it, I love how much it just rips on like pretentious foodies. Mm-hmm. Like that is the one of the best, in uh, like the different class of those people too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's the critic, there's there's the foodie, then there's like. Just the sh- anybody who's worked restaurant business, just shitty customer person in general. Mm-hmm. And but, I loved when their tortillas all had something, something that was wrong with all of them. Straight right. on there. But no, it was it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad movie. I feel like I need to watch it one more time just to get like an actual like better read on it. But it's on Max, so. But anything else nerdy, gentlemen, that you guys want to get down on? Uh, yeah, I wanted to say that uh, the unrated cut of Megan dropped oh. on Paramount Plus this or not Paramount Plus, uh, Ooh, Peacock. Right? Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Did you watch it? On Peacock. I have no. I would. I was going to, but then I'm like, maybe I can convince the wife to watch this because she's hmm. kind of she's she she used to not like have any interest because she hated Chucky, but then she watched season one with me and got hooked on it. So I'm thinking I might be able to convince her to watch Megan. Right. I, I enjoyed the theatrical release, so I'm curious as to what's really different. More kills, maybe. Or more. Uh, I know one scene was well. There's two scenes that could really be graphic. I hope they are in this unrated version, so I'll find out soon enough. All right, fair enough. Uh, anything else, nerdy gentlemen? Let me check Bloody Disgusting real quick because I, I did see. You know what? I saw Bloody Disgusting. He wrote a new article on the. Children of the Corn, and they were like, pretty much like, please just let the series die. 
And I was like, ooh, that bad, yeah, huh? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Fuck that. I mean, the whole series has not been good by any means. So. Even the first one is questionable. I was going to say, first is the first one, one even really good? No. no the first one no, is fucking awful, like, dude. Come on. I enjoyed the, like I always say, the third one I like better than the first one. The first one's boring as shit. Yeah. And I'm like, Linda Hamilton, really? what are you doing? I'm going to watch Terminator. Fuck this shit. Like, I always forget she was in that. Right? Like, wait, where did, it's like, you did Terminator and then you did this. Where did this come from? That movie is boring as fuck. Yes, it is. Like, probably worse than Amityville, the OG or Amityville, honestly. Or at least in the questionable I, same vein. You could be, you could be uh, right. I think it personally is, but that's just me. No, I, I haven't watched the original Trojan of the Corn in years, and I'm probably never gonna, so... Yeah, I, you're fine. You don't need to. I'm just gonna that. go like, you're right. <laughs> um... Okay, and anything else, gentlemen? I got nothing. Okay. Yeah, nothing nothing really here. All right, so then next week we are going to... Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no. Um, the, the collaboration between Target and NECA started... It was supposed to start today, but it actually started Friday. It's called Holothon. And Scoobs, you might want to head down to Target and take a look, because one of the figures they have is the Spider Gremlin. <gasps> Yes, I'm gonna go. No, that's, go to it's it's only in stores right now, and I think if I'm not mistaken, March sixth they'll be available on Target.com. Well, I know where I'm so going. See, my my Target though, like we get everything late as fuck down here. Like I'm gonna go check because there's you know I gotta go to the store anyways. I'll go check it out, but I'm not gonna my, hold my breath. My closest one <laughs> is like 45 minutes away, dude. If you happen to find two of them, I got you. I will PayPal you the money right away, dude. I got you. I can go to the one in my town too. They generally get everything. So if I find them, I'll let you know. And, yeah, I'll, just, and, and the I'll spider gremlin would make such a great tree topper for Christmas next year. <clears throat> if anybody finds them, snag them. We'll take care of it. How big is it? That's a decent size. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I would it's, say it's legs. It's probably about the size about, of a basketball. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Nice. Hell yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think it's time to sign this bitch out because we are pretty much at the two-hour mark. So, Scuba Steve, you want to start us off on? As always, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host with the ghost, the prince of the paranormal, the duke of the dead, Lord Scuba Cobra, saying, see you next week. This is your killing me, Bobby. This is your killing Killing. machine, Bobby Amon, saying. (laughs) 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 This is your dark lord of knowledge, your Chad Daddy, saying, come back here next weekend, bitches, and we will watch The Gate. Yeah, and I am the Fluff Master Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying adios, Gorehounds. Thank you for joining us once again. And remember, stay fresh, cheese bags. Scanner cock. Oh. Psychic penis. <laughs>